I have gone there, I have seen it, and I'm back. My heart is broken. I can't be myself again. What do I do from now? Welcome to Connections with Rich and Bobby. Hi, this is Rich, Rich Homeris. And I'm Bobby, Bobby Hamlin. Now we're continuing our visit with Claire Effiong, who had shared how the Lord led her away from working in the Diplomat Corps for Nigeria at the United Nations in New York City to a calling in a country unfamiliar to her, Rwanda. This was a time when a few years earlier to her first visit to Rwanda, that that country had experienced a horrific genocide that had devastated the nation leaving hundreds of thousands of children homeless without parents roaming the streets. So now you see this need that is absolutely overwhelming. And how does one person do something about that? So what happened from there? Now the Lord has shown you the need. You're back. Then what happened? I sat down and said to myself, this number is overwhelming. Even the government of that country can't do anything to help. They tried. There is a little they could do because of the limited resources they have. And I said, well, what can I do as an individual? What came to my mind was to just be back here and try to call on people and those with compassionate heart, telling them the situation on the ground and said, please, what you see on the TV is, is nothing. The need there is overwhelming. So that whatever they give, we could send them. But somehow, I, I think God has said, if you just collect things and send to them, that will not solve the problem. The situation, they need something that will sustain them in the future. So, like I said, I, I talked to God about everything. So I prayed about it. I said, Lord, I don't know how to handle this. You call me. It's a privilege that you call me. I've obeyed the call. I have gone there. I have seen it. And I'm back. My heart is broken. I can't be myself again. What do I do from now? I didn't know what to do from now. Show me. So um, then, two weeks after that, it came. What the question I was asking God moved in such a way that I said, okay, it, it, it was in my heart that something should be done. It, it doesn't really matter how many. It could start from small to, you know, to do to give them some skills, to, to train them, and then for them to be able to be useful to themselves. And then somehow God opened doors for that to happen. And then there was an, an offer of a land to get set up some simple buildings to bring them in and give them some training. Then the next step was to, to go to Rwanda again. And uh, this second trip, even though in my first trip, God had opened doors for me to meet with uh, important people there in Rwanda. This second trip was to be able to see the place that they offered to, to, to use in doing this building. And then look at things and the various things to do and meet with the officials there and uh, know exactly how things should be done and that's what happened in my second trip and then somehow again 
God opened another door before I left Rwanda that time. Another place was given, was located in the city again for me, for the organization to do something to help the children. So it's been steadily seeing God moving from one point to the other without even struggling. And that has really made me to know that when God's hand is on something, believe me, you have nothing to do with that. You have no self, nothing. But He moves. We need God. God doesn't need us. But when God calls you and you obey God, the only thing is for you to just sit back and watch what God do. And through this, He taught me to know Him. And when I knew Him for who He is, He then said to me, okay, now you know me, this is what I'm going to use you to do. And I said, okay, because there again he taught me also that it's in knowing the Lord, listening to him, that's when you hear from him. And when you hear from him, and that's when you move. And when you move, he's already ahead to do what he has to do. It's uh, thrilling to hear but it's thrilling to do, to uh, be in God's will, to seek His will, and to do it. You had, by the world standards, a very successful job. You were in the diplomatic corps serving your country, and you left that to uh, serve the Lord. Do you feel uh, deprived, or do you feel fulfilled? I feel very, very fulfilled, very, very excited. I feel that, believe me, I was really missing out. Even though I knew the Lord, you know, I was handling two things, trying to do the other one, doing this one. But now that it's like, oh God, I thank you that you allowed me to do this. It's a privilege. I am enjoying more. When I meet people, I said, listen, you've, you've not really started anything. If you are not in that place God wants you to be, you've not really started. Always my prayer is that the Lord should touch the heart of people and draw them to know him for who he is because God does everything for me he does everything before you to struggle to do that oh now God does it God is so good <laughs> God is so good, as we're told in Psalm 107, verse 1, that says, O give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Praise God. And we'll return to our visit with Claire F. Young in just a moment. And we'll be sharing an amazing testimony of how the Lord moved mightily in the life of one of the children that she rescued. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Connections with Rich and Bobby. And we'd love to connect with you. Just go to our website at Connections with Rich and Bobby. Now that's all one word and Bobby is spelled B-O-B-B-I dot com. That's Connections with Rich and Bobby dot com. And there you'll find all of our podcasts along with our contact information. You can also connect with us on social media by friending us on Facebook, post on Instagram, tweet us on Twitter, or tune us in on Pandora. 
Now let's return to our talk with Claire Effiong and hear more about how the Lord has and continues to bless her. You're fulfilled and you feel the joy of the Lord. As a listener, how can I help? How can I pray for you? How can I support this effort to help? First of all, I would say to anybody, first of all, love the Lord. Because it's through loving the Lord, God will give you His heart. And when He gives you His heart, that's when you will go out and do what He wants you to do. Because anything out of that, you'll be doing it out of the flesh. It's the Lord's work, and He knows how to go about it. When God put it in your heart to reach out to her, just remember that there are children out there in Rwanda. They need your help. I know we can pray. What are some of the things that we can be praying for? As many as possible, I would really appreciate people who will, be, who will get involved to do something to, to help. I, I don't know how to explain the need on the ground. I don't know how to, how to really put it across, but all I do know that what I have been there back and forth in Rwanda and saw things, the need on the ground, um, it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. All uh, we, they need help. That's the only thing I could say. And uh, we, we also we here trying to do something through this organization to help. We appeal to those one more time with compassionate heart to do whatever it is, whatever you can, please to reach out to them. They need help. While many years have passed since our visit with Claire, at that time, she had just returned from her second trip to Rwanda. And as she described in our interview with her, she saw a country that was still suffering from the brutality of the genocide that occurred years earlier. Nearly 96% of Rwandan children had witnessed these massacres, and 80% had lost at least one family member leaving so many of these children homeless, living off the streets. The aftermath of this horrific event was devastating and had a profound effect on Claire's life. And out of the ashes and rubble, the Lord used Claire to start Esther's Aid for Needy and Abandoned Children, an organization which today has grown into an outreach of love and compassion that has helped more than 3,000 orphans find places to live. They've opened a primary school for children in kindergarten through fifth grade, and they established training programs in fields such as catering, sewing, farming, and hospitality services. Now listen to a remarkable success story of a boy that Claire found living rummaging around searching for food with other kids in a garbage dump where they lived. He was only seven years old when Claire found him. His name is Justice. Uh, she met me in a place called, at that time, called Nyanza. Uh, it's a place where they put the, all the garbage from the city. Um, so that's where I was living. That's the only place uh, at that time that I could live. I, um, I had no other place to go, so that's where I was staying with other kids. I didn't have any family. I had two brothers, but also they were living on the street. My dad... Uh, died in the genocide and my mom would never know 
No, we've never heard of one. But we obviously, we believe it hap- will happen the same thing. Um, when I actually saw him at the, the, the garbage dump site, he was the only child that wanted to come out. They said, no, we belong here, we have nobody. So he stepped out, as little as he was, and said, I want to come out. He, he said, I want to go to school like other children because I see them go to school on the street, then I want to do that too. And since then, he's been with me. It, it was obvious like, uh, in the Rwanda after the genocide, like only people who at least had uh, the basic high school couldn't even get a formal job. So in Rwanda, like uh, any other places, you don't get a job easily unless you're educated. So I got to know that and I knew that that's the only way I can actually make it if it is to go to school. I don't know if she was surprised, but it was always my desire to do well. And well, he did. Justice received six offers to attend major universities, and he ended up accepting a full scholarship to attend Harvard. There he graduated in economics as one of their top students, and he's currently pursuing a master's degree in global affairs. Now to find out more about the work that God has called Claire to do through Esther's Aid, just go to their website. It's esthersaid.org. That's all one word, esthersaid.org. You'll be thrilled and amazed to see how the Lord is using Claire in her organization mightily. You're listening to Connections with Rich and Bobby, and we'd love to have you subscribe to our podcast on this platform or any of the others like iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. Also, if you've missed a program or would like to hear this current one again or to invite others to listen, just go to our website at connectionswithrichandbobby.com. Also, all of our contact information is there. Then, if you have a smart speaker, You can also listen to us there by simply saying, Alexa, Siri, or Hey Google, play the podcast Connections with Rich and Bobby. Also, you can listen to our program on Pandora. And finally, you can connect with us on social media on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So please take a moment and let us know about you. And we'd love to hear what you think about our programs. This is Connections, connecting with one another as Romans 1 verse 12 says, that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. So thank you for listening, and remember, tell others and spread the word, God's word. And don't forget to join us next time on Connections with Rich and Bobby.